it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of New Horizons. Thanks for your company once again. I'm Vaughan Benison. Today we go back once again to the Blind Citizens Australia Convention held in October 2017. One of the highlights of that convention was the keynote speech given by Frederick Schroeder and was introduced by John Simpson. It is a thrill to have with us today a true leader among the blind people of the world. Dr Frederick Schroeder is by profession a research professor at San Diego University on the west coast of the US. He brings to us a unique perspective because Fred's work not only touches on academia and research, it touches on the practicalities of orientation and mobility and other direct service delivery. It touches on the administration of uh, services. He's, uh, background includes the establishment of the New Mexico Commission for the Blind uh, in one of the US's poorest states. It touches on a period working as the ninth rehabilitation commissioner in the education and rehabilitation sector of the Clinton administration from 1994. From a consumer point of view, and of course Fred is a senior vice president with the National Federation of the Blind, our sister organisation in the United States. And currently he is president of the World Blind Union, representing more than 285 million blind and vision impaired people throughout the world, ranging from the fortunate countries of Australia, New Zealand, the US and Canada, through to the developing countries where the difficulties faced by people who are blind or vision impaired are substantially different in nature, but come to the same end point in terms of independence and opportunity. Would you make welcome our special guest, Dr. Frederick Schroeder. Thank you, John. Recently, I reread a book that many of you have read, a famous book by Charles Dickens, called A Tale of Two Cities. And the opening lines of that book are familiar to many. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epic of belief, it was the epic of incredulity. It was the season of light, it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. In short, the period was so far like the present period that many of its noisiest authorities insisted on its being received for good or for evil in the superlative degree of comparison only. I thought about that as it relates to the blind. It is a fair statement to say that conditions for blind people in Australia and worldwide 
are better today than at any time in history. And yet we are far from equal status, equal opportunity in society. And so while it is the best of times, the limitations that plague our lives, those limitations come from a root that is as old as history itself. The low expectations, the marginalizing of blind people, the assumption of lesser capacity, in fact, the assumption of incapacity. This is what has blighted the lives of so many blind people. In the United States, I met a man who graduated from the School for the Blind in his state in the early 1950s. And in the early 1950s in the United States, opportunities in employment were very limited for blind people. This man had a high school diploma, and he was able to find work with a lumber company. And he did a job called limbing trees. Well, I didn't know what that term meant. And he explained it to me. He said that when a tree is cut down, once it hits the ground, the first thing that needs to be done is the limbs need to be stripped off of the tree so that it can be hauled away. And this was his job. Now, at that time in the United States, few blind people used white canes, so he had no cane. And he said, as the men on his crew were cutting down the tree, one of his partners would take him to a spot and say, Charlie, stand here. And he said you would hear that tree creaking and groaning as it's starting to tip over. And he said you had to have a lot of confidence in your mates that they put you <laughs> where you ought to be. And as soon as the tree hit the ground, his job was to begin stripping the limbs off of the tree. And he did this job, and he did it well. He did it competitively. He was a productive member of society until one day the foreman came and said, Charlie, the head office has found out that you're out here and that you're blind. And they talked with the insurance company, and the insurance company said they would not insure this crew with you on it. And the foreman said, I've talked with the other men on the crew, and they are willing to work without insurance if you will stay. And he said, these were my friends, and this was dangerous work, and people did get injured. And without the insurance, some of these people would be potentially vulnerable, not only to losing their livelihood, but the livelihood that sustained their families. And he said, I couldn't ask them to do that. And so he quit that job, and 30 years later, when he told me that story, he had never worked again. So was his life devastated by blindness? Well, in one way, it was. But the root cause was not the lack of eyesight. The root cause was low expectations. That was 60 years ago. But the root cause persists, the low expectations. And those low expectations stem from a sense that blind people 
are limited subordinate people in society. Society feels perfectly free to take charge of us, to make decisions for us. And very often, as with Charlie, those decisions are couched in terms of safety. You must this or you mustn't that because it will not be safe. But others feeling perfectly free to make that determination for us. I know what I can do. I know what is safe and unsafe. And I am an adult and able to make those decisions. When it is something superficial or insignificant, somebody insisting that I take a lift instead of the escalator, it may be annoying, but not much more. But it is that same root mindset, conception of blindness, those stereotypes that translate into devastating lost opportunities in education, employment, and full social integration. UNESCO, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, reports that in the developing world, 98% of children with disabilities are not in school. 98%. Their lives are devastated. Devastated by disability? Well, perhaps. But their lives are devastated by the lack of opportunity that stems from low expectations. Our main goal, our charge, as a world community of blind people, is to help reshape society's attitudes about blindness and to help blind people withstand the low expectations that we encounter every day of our lives. When I was a young man, I wanted to be a special education teacher. At the time that I graduated with a master's degree, there was a nationwide shortage, nationwide shortage of special education teachers. During my last semester in my program, school districts from all over the state came and interviewed on campus, and every single student in my program, from the highest achieving to the lowest achieving, had multiple job offers, save for one person. Can you imagine who that might have been? I received not a single job offer. I applied for about 35 jobs and I received not a single job offer. I was a young man. I was 21 years old. This can be devastating. And in one way it was devastating. But what enabled me to sustain was the support of other blind people. Other blind people could not erase discrimination for me. But other blind people could help remind me that what I was facing was not inadequacy in myself, not my inability to do the work. I had a proven record. I had good recommendations and good grades. But what I was facing was discrimination and beyond consoling me, showing me that if we work together as a community of blind people, we can expand opportunities for ourselves and for others. This is at the heart of making progress. So how does that translate? It translates sometimes in very big ways, and I'll come to those in a moment. But it starts 
in very small ways. I remember years ago meeting a blind woman who was, oh, she was probably 30 years old. And I just realized I'm going to have to confess something about myself, but it's, I've gone too far. I can't step back now. Um, you got that recorder going, Doug? I, uh, I once in my life smoked a cigar. <clears throat> and when I struck the match, this woman drew back. She was literally terrified. And she was about 30 years old. And as I talked to her, she had never struck a match. She had never struck a match because for all of her life she had been told it was too dangerous. And how would she know if she had never been given the opportunity? I showed her how to light a match and then another and another until she got over her fear. Now, how important is lighting a match? Oh, I suppose if you're a cigar smoker, it's quite important. <laughs> but in the greater scheme of things, how important is it? Not very. So why do I take the time to tell you that story? It is because low expectations were constricting her opportunities. Reaching out to that individual blind person and to say, certainly there are things that are problematic for us as blind people. And yet we have the right to live with dignity. We have the right to full and equal opportunity. We have the right to access. Dr. Frederick Schroeder there, President of the World Blind Union, the second part of his keynote speech in next week's program. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, contact them by email on bca at bca.org.au or by telephone on 1800-033-660. 1800-033-660. Have a look at their website if you'd like to find out how you can donate to the organisation or if you'd like any information about their advocacy services or anything that Blind Citizens Australia does. The website, of course, is bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I produce this programme each week on behalf of Blind Citizens Australia and it goes to all of the RPH stations across Australia as well as online and to other community radio stations across the country. Do take care, I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of our dreams Of our dreams